Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, hello. We're excited you guys are here with us today to have a conversation. Yes. What are we talking about, Christian? We're talking about should we care what other people think of us? That kind of is a big one. Yeah, it is. It's hard. It's a hard topic. We are here today to talk about, yeah, just what it looks like. Should we care about what people think of us? Should Christians worry about that? Yeah. And we think the answer is complicated. Yes and no. Yes basically. (laughs) With many of these topics we're kind of diving into, I think the reason we're having conversations about them is because there is no clear right or wrong or clear answer. But we do think that with anything we're facing in life, we want to be facing it well and trying to at least sort it out. And so we don't think when something's complicated, we should just, I almost said throw caution to the wind. Does that work? I don't know. Okay, guys, why do I try sayings that never work? (laughs) I don't know. We don't think we should just ignore it. We think we should press into it and still try to see like, what does the Bible say about this? How would God want us to approach it? Even if it still looks messy and complicated at the end. And this is one of those topics that I think can look and will look really different for each individual person based on your personality. Are you bent more towards one way or the other? So as you're listening to this, kind of do that evaluation of where am I in this? How do I struggle in it? How do I think I'm handling this well? And kind of come to your own conclusion by the end of it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we live in a world where it's easy that people say like, you shouldn't care what other people think of you. Like Mm -hmm. you do you, you don't need to worry about what other people think and say. And for sure in some instances and situations, that's appropriate. Like we shouldn't care what other people think of us because ultimately we know that we are held in God's hands. We're made in his image. He made us perfect. He made us exactly who we're meant to be. Mm -hmm. But then there is also, the side where we do need to worry about Mm -hmm. what people think of us because we also, in that same way, bear God's image and we are representatives of him here. So let's like dive into that a little bit. You know, I think we have talked about other like mantras to live by in ways that people can pump people up of like, you do you, Mm -hmm. but how is that dangerous? And like, what does that look like as Christians? Well, I think it's dangerous because we are called to live in a certain way if we are following God. And it's just this really fine line of not becoming so legalistic where we feel like we can't be ourselves or have any personality or or enjoy gifts that God has given us on earth. But I do think we have to remember that when other people see us, if we are claiming to be a Christian, they're looking to us to see like, okay, they're Christian. What's that about? What do I see in them that's different? What looks different than what the world's telling me? And so I think we have to keep that in mind as we handle conflict in relationships or maybe hard situations at work or how we make decisions that go oftentimes countercultural to what our world is telling us we should do. People are looking to us to see how we respond. And whether we like it or not, they're going to be making judgments about who God is based on how we're living our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, so true. And I think, you know, I have several examples in my life. I think one of my favorite, like randomly just came to my mind. I remember 
hearing my mom and dad's like love story of how they met. Actually, my dad was not at the time following Jesus. My mom is a pastor's daughter and was very much so following Jesus. And they met in their like they met in their like mid twenties. And my mom was actually like a secretary in the same building that he like worked in downtown Memphis. And my dad was kind of just like known as like crazy dude, dated a lot of girls, like very like at the time, you know, the hot dude yeah. in the office. And he asked my mom out. And my mom's like, I'm for sure not going out with you. Oh. And he would like tried and tried and tried again. And finally, you know, my grandpa knew that he was like asking my mom out. And finally he was like, I think you should give Glenn a chance. And wow. he's, she's like, I don't want to dad. Like, you don't know the type of guy he is. And now to this day, like when the story comes about, he'll say like, people ask like, why did you want to go out with Tina so bad? Like, yeah. obviously she was beautiful, but like, why? Yeah. And he said like, honestly, there was just something about her life I knew was different. Oh, and so cool. in that situation, he's like, I, she acted so different in life and I wanted a part of it. Yeah. And then when I met her family, I wanted to be part of it more. Not because obviously like I thought she was awesome and cool, but he says like something was so different about them and I yeah. knew I wanted to know more. And I think that's like a perfect example of, you know, people are watching. And if we like it or not, again, we are representatives of who Christ is and we are supposed to be representatives of his character. And so we should be concerned about what people think of us in that way, knowing that like we ultimately are image bearers of who he is. And we want that to, you know, be shown well. Yeah. And I think that where, you know, the messiness of all this comes into play is we are not at all saying that you have to be this perfect human walking around like a robot or even that you have to be this like unapproachable Christian that always just has your Bible out and has to say no to any fun thing that groups of people around you are asking you to do or be a part of. I just think it means like using this overall discernment of, okay, are these choices that I'm making a positive or negative reflection on who God is through me? Are these things I'm doing honoring God or are they really just honoring my own flesh because it feels good in the moment? I think this just has to be like a part of our daily mindset of how we're going to choose to live. And I think when we're seeking God, you grow in this. This Mm -hmm. becomes easier Mm -hmm. to discern because you're growing closer to him. We have the Holy Spirit to help us make decisions and just to kind of figure things out as we go. Like I said, there's no formula for this. So it does get messy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like the other side of that is also like Samantha said, we can't walk around as perfect people. We are humans. We're going to make mistakes. So we also can't live in the fear and the like be paralyzed in the fear of feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything else other than perfect because that's just not a reality. Like we are broken people. Like we live in a broken world. So I think that's where it gets complicated because at some point, like we do need to be confident and we do need to claim and know who God made us to be because ultimately like Christians should be the people who apologize when we make mistakes or own up to sins that we're dealing with. If that's to a Christian or non-Christian, I think that's like one of the coolest things that I've seen happen in my own life and other people's when people can humbly say, hey, I didn't do that right, or I really hurt you in that way. Mm -hmm. And even if I didn't hurt someone, I want to be the first one to say, that wasn't right of me to talk to you in that way. And even when they were like, oh, no, I didn't think anything of it, I want them to know that, like, no, because I bear God's image in me, I want to be the first one to come forward and say, you know, I'm sorry, or that wasn't appropriate, or whatever that may be. That's good. I think I've, as I've matured, hopefully a little bit in my life, I think I've realized to me, it doesn't even matter what someone does, like the offense they make towards me or what they do in life. It's more about how they respond to it. So it's almost like I expect people to make mistakes. I expect people to hurt me. 
I can get over that. Like, I don't even view that as an issue. It's more, how do they respond to that mistake? You know, are they coming to me quickly to apologize if I've been personally hurt by them? Or just like, how do I see them handle that situation? Do they recognize it and want to grow from it? Are they totally oblivious to it? Mm -hmm. That speaks way more to me than just them being perfect and not making the mistake in the first Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. I think it's funny as we talk about this because if you don't know, we talk about it often. So sorry if it's annoying. But Samantha's an Enneagram One, which is like a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And I'm an Enneagram three, which is like an achiever. So both of us like off of different motivations, but we're both driven by being perfect and performing or like just achieving and being the best at all things. So you can imagine in an area or in a topic of where we're trying to figure out, you know, what does it look like for us to be concerned about what other people think of us in light of also the gospel, though, that like we are already made perfect in God's image. Right. It's a really hard thing. Like I personally like so much struggle with because I do want to be the person who can achieve all the things, do all the great things. And I want people to think I'm awesome. It's can be really awesome. And I think God can really be glorified in the work and things I achieve, but also it can be really sinful. And so I think again, like when we talk about like the answer is complicated, it's a yes and a no. It really is a yes and a no because I think we have to claim that like God made us who he wants us to be imperfect in his image and his child. And he loves us with all of our mess and all. But at the same time, like we are here to claim who he is and like showcase that in our life. Well, and as we're fleshing this out, I even think it's really good to kind of look at our intentions of if we're saying, you know, in a way you should care about what other people think of you. Well, then let's kind of talk about the flip again of, well, why you shouldn't, I think you have to look at your intentions. Do you care what people think about you in the type of car you drive, the job you have, maybe the clothes Mm -hmm. you wear, the status in life you have? Is that why you care about what people think of you? Mm -hmm. Or do you care more about, hey, I hope that people think that I am a kind person. Mm -hmm. But even that, you kind of have to dig into like, why do I care that they think that? Is it because I want Christ reflected in my life or is it honestly because it feels good to be known as that person? Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually really kind of ground, not groundbreaking. Eye-opening. Eye-opening to think about because it's like you could be, you know, wanting people to think that you're loving and kind and generous, but it goes back to the heart. Why do you care about those things? Mm -hmm. Is it because you just want to be known as a good person or is it because you truly believe that those are aspects of you who you are that God views as important as well. And so when we break down the intentions behind everything, just like with most things in life, your heart and your intentions behind it all really matter. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Oh, I would for sure agree. And I think sometimes it's easy to say like, what's your intention behind that? But I think an easy measurement to figure out where your intention was Mm -hmm. that like, you know, in the case of like, do I donate cans in the canned food drive at my kid's daycare? Yeah. Do I do that because I want to be the mom who's like, I brought in 20 <laughs> cans, 10 for each of my kid, and here are my yeah. cans. Yeah. And, and when people say thank you, I'm like, oh, yes, yes, of course I am the achiever and mom of all. So, yeah. of course, these are my cans. I'd love to help out. Or am I like, oh, no, genuinely so happy to help out. And I hope that this blesses someone. I hope uh, that someone yeah. who needs this food is getting the food. You know, so I think like, you can almost run a debrief in your own heart and mind of like, why am I, what is my intention of like doing this good thing or giving in that way or whatever that may be? Yeah. I think for me, something that kind of comes to mind that I constantly have to check my heart in is just the act of like hosting people. So 
Justin and I love people. We probably tend to even overfill our schedule with being around people. We love hosting in our home, even when we were like newly married, had nothing, had the worst furniture. We always just made it a priority. Like literally, any- come sit on our floor, no eat a boxed pizza. Do you remember my leather couch? Were we friends when I had the leather couch I that if that. you if you sat in in um, the shorts, pieces. Oh, the yeah. pieces of the yep. pleather, yes peeled off onto your thigh perfect yeah i actually miss those days but i seriously any apartment or house that we have lived in since we've been married six years ago the first thing we do when we're like setting up the living room is literally thinking through how can we set this up Mm. to like host people well and like have it kind of be like a circle center around conversation and i mean even when we were looking for houses last summer it was like can we host well in this like that is Mm. our main priority and so it's always been important to us and i think i'm naturally good at it sorry to say that if that's awkward. No, I, I do think it's like it. a gift I have and I really love doing it. And so where I have to be careful is am I hosting and going kind of over the top at times because I like the praise I get from it? It feels good to kind of be this person or is it because no, we genuinely feel called to host and love on people in this way and we seriously mm-hmm. get so much joy from like letting people walk into our home and feel really served. Mm-hmm. But that is something I've had to over the years be like, okay, why am I going over the top in this? Is this necessary or is this more to like boast who I am and make me look good? Or is this really just like showing our generosity and welcoming people into our home? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of ways you can sort that out in your mind. And we all know, you know what your intentions are with things. And if you don't, like, it's probably good every once in a while to check your intentions. Have a little yeah. self-check. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's so cool, though, because I do think like that is the reality, though. Like you are gifted in that way. Guys, everyone, Samantha Miller makes like a bomb charcuterie board. Oh, so she's very good at it. <laughs> so like it's for sure something like God has gifted you and Justin, one, with the resources to be able to do so, but also just like with the hearts and minds to want to get to know people and be constantly in community with people like that and like gather people around a table. So you guys are obviously gifted in that, but you can even recognize there like sometimes it does get sinful. And sometimes I am caring too much about what people think of me instead of the opposite. And so I even just think like being prayerful in those moments and prayerful in those situations that like, Lord, like ultimately you be glorified in what's happening here tonight. So I think that's really cool. So the flip side of those things though, like why should we care what people think of us? Because again, we are image bearers of Christ. You know, just getting really vulnerable here as Samantha and I were talking through this topic, I personally have been in situations where I have actually seen the repercussions of like my sinful tendencies hurting people coming to know Jesus. And I hate to say that. It's actually probably with like the most intimate relationship of my life, but with my husband that early on in our marriage, we are early on in our dating. We met in high school, so we've been together for a long time. And early on in dating, I remember, you know, I was much farther along in my faith in that time. And he was just kind of like getting to know Jesus more on like an intimate level. And I remember having these like crazy standards. (laughs) I sound like crazy now. No, you don't. But I remember having these crazy standards of just like checking in on him on his like quiet time, like very legalistic. But I was just like, I really want us to be a couple who, you know, has quiet times in the morning and yeah. like prays together and like does all this stuff. You were very well-meaning Yes, well-meaning yeah. for sure. But I just remember having these certain standards of like, well, this is what the Bible says. So this is what we need to do. And this yeah. is what like our relationship would look like if we're like, you know, choosing Jesus over our flesh and like all of this stuff. But then also like, again, just being really vulnerable here, like behind closed doors, I was also willing to like push the envelope in like sexual intimacy or do things like I knew we weren't supposed to do. And fast forward to, 
you know, now we're dating in college and like post-grad life. And I remember like at this time, our relationship was not doing well. It was a really hard time for Andrew and I. And ultimately, it came down to this really vulnerable conversation. We obviously now are married. (laughs) Things worked out. and We have great marriage now. But I remember my husband telling me like, it was really hard for me when you preached one part of the gospel and you preached this, like, we have to do this, this, and this to live by God's word. But then you were also okay pushing the envelope in like these areas. <sighs> and I remember hearing that from him and honestly just like bawling, but also breaking down and being like, no, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And that's why it can be so dangerous if we're being like hypocritical in how we're like perceiving people's judgments. Because ultimately right there, I should have been concerned of what my actions were showing him because he said like that really like hurt my relationship with God for a while. Not obviously like I don't own that for him, not in that way. But like he said, like that was hard for me because I didn't get what you meant by like we need to live by the gospel in these ways, but not in this way. And so I think that's where we want to be really honest and vulnerable of like, are we worried about what people think of us in a healthy and in a gospel-centered way? Because ultimately, our hope is that people come to know Jesus with our actions and words. Mm-hmm. And in my example, like, he was pushed away for a while. And obviously, like, now he has a relationship with Jesus and we are, you know, like, together pursuing him. But that was really – that hurt him and tainted that relationship for a while. And so that's what I think was, like, really eye-opening to me because – Again, like mm-hmm. we've said it over and over again, but I am here on earth to ultimately like glorify God in my words and actions. And that was for sure not glorifying. If anything, it was just more hurtful and hypocritical in that way. Yeah. Well, thank you for being vulnerable in that. I have heard that part of your story more recently. And I think it's just cool to see the growth that you and Andrew have had over the years and you just being able to reflect back on that and even take that into relationships now, you know, maybe not to that extent, but I think it's easy for us to let go of little things of, you know, maybe we're with a group of people who aren't necessarily pursuing the relationship with God. And so we can easily fall into a lot of like just hateful gossip or just, speaking in ways that honestly would not glorify God at all. I don't know. That's just the first tangible example that comes to mind. I think is like women, we can often do that. And so it can be easy to leave situations like that and think that our words don't matter or the conversations that we're having don't matter. But I do think when I look back at my life and the ways that I was really growing and looking up to certain mentors, those are the tiny things that over time like stick out and stand apart and make me want to grow more because I'm seeing like there's this light about you. You're different. I can Mm -hmm. be myself and not worry that you're like gossiping about me when I leave the room because I just heard you talk about Sheila next Mm -hmm. door or something, you know? So it's just like these little things that we can convince ourselves don't matter. They really, really do. To people that don't know who God is and maybe aren't going to be willing to take that step to learn anytime soon, they're watching you. They know that you are leading a small group at your church and that you claim to be a Christian and they're wanting to see how are you living? Mm -hmm. Do I want that? Yeah. And even in that example, like if Sheila, I think like (laughs) we're going to go down the 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 example. Yeah. If Sheila like does say something, maybe she does gossip or maybe you guys are hanging out and she does drink too much and you then come back to her Mm -hmm. or she comes back to you and says, you know what, Samantha, I'm so sorry. That wasn't right of me and that was not a good reflection 
reflection of who I want to be. I shouldn't have said those words about that person who wasn't in the room or I shouldn't have had that other glass of wine because I didn't need it. So I do think, again, that also comes back to it of like as Christians, I don't think we need to constantly be running around if we weren't perfect in every situation, like apologizing for all the things right. that because we're going to constantly mess up. But I do think if we are convicted in those ways, we need to be the first person yeah. to own up and say, I'm so sorry that wasn't good of me. And this was the sin, you know, if that was pride because I wanted to be better than that other friend that we were gossiping about or whatever that may have yeah. been, we need to be the first to say that and own that as we should be concerned about what people think of us if those, you know, things do happen. Ugh, that's so good. I feel like that really brings us full circle. And again, just to encourage you, I think we all have a bent to either maybe care too much or too little about what people think of us. And I think it is good to evaluate, like, why is that even important? And then are we consuming too much of what the world is telling us of not caring? Are we caring so much that it's literally limiting us from being who God made us to be? I don't know. Just use this podcast, hopefully, as a reminder to kind of take stock at how your heart's doing in this and to understand that as Christians, like even little things like this, God holds is really important and valuable. And Christian and I definitely do not have any of these areas figured out, especially this, (laughs) but we hope we can grow alongside one another and you in figuring all of it out. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.